Hey y'all, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, please be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 12 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I even get started, I have to welcome my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for allowing me to get back on this platform another week. I want to thank you for the word that you have given me, and I want to thank you for the strength to get on here and get this thing done. I pray that the, I pray that you enter me and that you're able to take all of the thoughts within my head, all of the worries, all the anxieties out of my mind and fill them with thoughts of you, thoughts that are true, thoughts of your scriptures, thoughts of your words, thoughts of your love. And I know that with your help, I can get through this. And also, I know that I can put my yoke completely on you. And I do that right now, Lord. I pray that through this episode, someone is healed, someone is delivered, and someone realizes the importance of following your kingdom agenda. And in this episode, Lord, I ask for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in anything that he's done for you this week, this month, or whenever to share your high moments that he has given you. And then also, if you need prayer in any area of your life, you can submit your low moments so we can be in agreement with prayer with you. Our lines are always open. You can reach out to us on social media at our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com or down below in the Google form link where you can submit there. So check out all of those areas. We are always checking and we are always ready to be in agreement with you and also celebrate the good things that God has done for you. So I do have a Vera High submission for this week. This submission has actually been in the works, but I am just getting around to it because if you are loyal listeners and you know the story. So I had a dental procedure. And then I got really sick right after my dental procedure. And so I missed about two episodes of the podcast. And then I had to do the Mother's Day special because it was already in the works. And so this is the first episode back of a normal podcast episode from all of that. So that's why I'm just getting around to it. But I want you guys to know that all of this was supposed to happen in, I believe, April. So April was sarcoidosis awareness month and my aunt wanted to submit a high submission just letting you all know about sarcoidosis awareness and also her story. So about 
Ooh, in 2019, my aunt came on the show and she shared her journey with soccer doses. There was also a makeover included. So I encourage you guys to check that out if you want to hear like her entire story. Her thing says 13 years. So it's been 13 years since she's been, di- been diagnosed. So she wanted to acknowledge that and, you know, big up God in the area. So let me read what she wrote me, you guys. I am reminded this time of the year in April because we celebrate. Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. My low was being diagnosed 13 years ago with pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, with lots of ups and downs, mostly downs. Doctors have given me up three times. I was told I would have to wear oxygen the rest of my life, but God. Four years ago, you had me as a guest on your podcast, which brings me to my high. Just to still be here, seeing your growth in the Lord and his word four years later have blessed my soul. Thank you and your podcast listeners for all of the prayers, caring, concerns, and helping us spread this awareness. Thanks be unto God for his grace and mercy as we are still here. I hold on to God's unchanging hands and this battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. Many blessings to you and your listeners. Love. Nana. So if you guys don't know, I have talked about this aunt on my podcast before because she's been admitted to the hospital. She also caught COVID, which is really scary for somebody with a pulmonary disease or illness. So God has definitely brought her from a mighty long way. He continues to keep her. And so I am so happy that she took time out of her day to submit this high to me and her low as well. So y'all just continue to keep praying for her through this journey of sarcoidosis y'all pray for everybody out there who has sarcoidosis she has a group that she's a part of and she's seen people pass away from it that she was close to and she has seen new people come in so that's a lot of ups and downs that's a lot of mental health to go through so just keep praying your prayers and everybody with the disease if you guys want to know more about the disease definitely check out that video I talked about from four years ago I'll include it in the show notes below where she goes into detail on her journey finding out about it what the disease is and how it affects her and everything so I highly encourage you guys to check that out and I just I'm thankful to God that he has kept her as long as he has it, it's truly a blessing. Sarcoidosis is a forever illness. It's a chronic illness, and it is not an easy illness. So the fact that God has kept her through so many pneumonia scares and also COVID it has truly been a blessing, and we are so thankful and grateful for him. All right, so to go ahead and move on to my personal high and lows, first, I'm going to go ahead and say my high real quick because I am very excited about this, and it actually brings a smile to my face. So as I mentioned in my Mother's Day special part one, that I was in the development mode of Jonah. So since then, Jonah has been released um, from Seek Bible Study, if you guys are wondering. And Seek Bible Study is just a third element of obedient ministries and it's the bible study portion of the ministry where we do a bible study throughout the week individually and then we come together on thursdays and do a group recap and i go live during the group recap it's a great amazing time i highly highly encourage you guys to join in on it it's so much fun i love it so much but I am in development mode for like the bigger project that's going to be like 15 weeks, y'all. And I could not be away from y'all 
for it that long while I'm in development. So I decided to come up with something that was going to be short and sweet and also free to everyone who wanted to digitally download it. Jonah in the digital download version is completely free to everyone who can click on the link and download it. Okay, something for me to give back to you all. And then for everybody who wants the physical version of the Bible study is available on my website for $6.99. So that is just for the the material, okay? The materials and shipping. That's why I had to charge something for that just because of the materials and shipping. But if I did not do all of that, I would give that to y'all for free. But I'm sure that y'all understand. But you have the two versions that you can choose from. Definitely click that link down below. And when you guys are watching this, the first recap is this Thursday, June 1st. So you still have time to download it digitally, do the work throughout the week to recap on Thursday. Okay, so definitely check that out. And I am just so grateful to God for getting me through it because it was not easy, y'all. It was not easy because my crazy behind in the midst of working on Jonah was still trying to work on the one that's going to be like 15 weeks long because I'm an overachiever at times. So God had to sit me down and say, girl, focus on Jonah, then you can get back to this 15 week one. So <laughs> thank God for his guidance. But if you want to check it out, please click the link in the show notes below. But to move on to my low moment, if you guys heard my prayer, you probably was just like, okay, why is Shay going through a hard time? I am feeling great. I'm doing much better from being sick. I did mess around and get sick again, but it did go away a little bit quicker. But that is not why I'm having a hard time. Literally about an hour ago, my grandma had a fall and... I still feel like I'm just, what's the word? I feel like I am in a trance from that situation. Like, as I am talking to y'all right now, they at the emergency room getting her checked out. Everything happened so quickly. I, I literally was in the kitchen asking her what she was cooking. She told me she cooked cabbage and pig feet. And then I was like, well, I don't like pig feet. I'll eat when I finish filming. I go to my room to start my makeup. I literally have my primer and my color corrector on and I hear something and I'm just like what is that I didn't hear anything so I was like oh it must not be anything but then a few minutes later she's calling out for help and my mama rushed up there I follow right behind her to find out that she had failed so uh, we were able to get her up thank god and they are at the emergency room right now so I just ask that y'all pray for my grandmother's strength that her results come back 100% okay and she is not down bad trying to recover from it. I'm just all shook up from that. But I just decided the best thing for me to do was to do what I was doing before and film this episode. So I'm trying to be obedient to that and film this episode. So I need all the strength of God to come through me so I can get this out for you guys. Okay. I've worked on this script all morning. And I have to get it out. You know, I have to get it out. So I think that I can do it. Actually, I know that I can do it through the strength of God. He is the person who strengthens me, okay? I'm going to get through this. But if my energy seems slow at times, understand why, okay? But I'm getting, I'm going to get through this for you guys. And of course, I will give you all a update next week. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. Whew. All right, y'all. Welcome to part eight of the Ascent Journey. It has been quite a journey. It has been a while since we have been on this Ascent Journey. But I want to thank each and every single one of y'all for sticking in 
with me on this journey, even though we had to pause for a little bit. We are back like we never left. Part eight of the ascent journey. And y'all, we only have two more parts left of this ascent journey. So on this ascent journey, we are pursuing a closer dwelling to God by studying all of the songs of ascent that are found within the book of Psalms. If you missed the introduction of this series titled Sis, Are We There Yet? I go into detail how they are used and how they can help us pursue a closer dwelling with God. So I do encourage you to go and check out that episode if you haven't, is in the show notes below. But during this journey, we have already gone over seven different parts. So in part one, we studied Psalm 126, where we ascended and find the restoration in God. In the second part, we studied Psalm 130, where we ascended and finding redemption in God. And then in the third part, we studied Psalm 125, where we ascended and trust in God. And then in the fourth part, we studied Psalm 127, where we ascended in building with God. And then in the fifth part, we studied Psalm 123, where we ascended and finding favor in God. And then in the sixth part, we studied Psalms 121, 124, and 129, where we ascended and knowing that God will protect you. And then in the seventh part, we studied Psalm 131, where we ascended and recognizing when you're being too prideful. So in today's episode, which is the eighth part, we are going to study Psalm 128, where we will be ascending and understanding the importance of governing ourselves under God's kingdom agenda. Okay, so. With that being said, let me read this psalm in its entirety and then we'll break this study on down. So in the CSB version of the psalm, it is titled Blessings for Those Who Fear God. How happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You will surely eat what your hands have worked for. You will be happy and it will go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children like young olive trees around your table. In this very way, the man who fears the Lord will be blessed. May the Lord bless you from Zion so that you will see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. And you will see your children's children. Peace be with Israel. So I have a question. Well, I have many questions this episode. But my first question is, have you ever heard of the saying, your obedience is connected to someone else? Have you heard of that before? So an example of someone's obedience being connected to someone else that I thought about in the Bible is Abraham's obedience to God when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. So Abraham was going to do it, but God stopped him. But the display of obedience prompted God to further establish his promise through Abraham for all of Abraham's descendants. So in Genesis 22 verses 16 through 18, we see what God talks to Abraham after what he's done with Isaac saying, you were willing to offer your only son to the Lord. And so he makes you this solemn promise. I will bless you and give you such a large family that someday your descendants will be numerous than the stars in the sky or the grains of sand along the seashore. They will defeat their enemies and take over the cities where their enemies live. You have obeyed me so you and your descendants will be a blessing to all nations on earth. And many, many, many years later, as I am sitting here talking, we see that that promise that God gave to Abraham rings true. There's so many humans in this world, okay? That saying is completely true. 
if you've ever wondered, is it true or not? It is true. And in this study, we are going to go through the journey of understanding that our obedience to God is not only for us, but it's also tied to three other areas, okay? When you align yourself with God's kingdom agenda and you're obedient to God, you are positively affecting four different areas. And those areas are individual, which we already knew about, family, church, and society. And all four of these areas are broken down in Psalm 128. If you look at that Psalm again, verses one through two talks about the individual benefits of aligning yourself with God's kingdom agenda. Verses three through four explain the benefits of the family if you align yourself to God's kingdom agenda. Then the next two verses, verses five through six, it explains the benefits of the church if you govern yourselves to God's kingdom agenda. And then the last verse, verse six, the last line of the psalm, it shows you the benefits of aligning yourself with God's kingdom agenda for society. And when I initially read this psalm and I learned of those four different areas, I was absolutely amazed. It was like, and I could not wait for this episode so I could explain it to you all how I learned it. But it kept getting pushed back because I can never like figure out how to really break it down, how to really make it plain. You know, that's what I like to do in this podcast. I really couldn't make it plain and figure out what was going on. But that was until God laid it on my heart exactly how I can explain it to you all. And that happened after I completed the Esther Bible study from Seek Bible Study. Once we finished that study, I then realized that the four areas that are discussed in Psalm 128, is vividly displayed throughout the book of Esther. So what I'm going to do in this study is I'm going to use the book of Esther to display what's described throughout Psalm 128. Now, I do want to put out that this is not a shameless plug for Seek Bible Study at all. It just worked out so perfectly and God showed it to me so clearly. But I do encourage you to go and purchase Esther's Bible Study from Seek Bible Study because it is such a great study. And also, I feel like studying Esther in full is a great thing for you to do in your life. So if you haven't done that, go and check it out. Links are in the show notes below. But I'm going to explain it enough for you all to where you don't have to go and read it right now. You can get through this episode and understand everything that I'm talking about, okay? But I do encourage you to go and check that out. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the study. So first, we are going to discuss the individual benefits of aligning yourself to God's kingdom agenda. And this is broken down in the first two verses of Psalm 128 that reads, How happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You will surely eat what your hands have worked for. You will be happy and it will go well for you. So in the book of Esther, I saw the individual area reflected in Mordecai. Very early in the book of Esther, we introduced to Mordecai who happens to be the cousin of Esther, but is also her adopted father. Mordecai's display of aligning himself to God's kingdom agenda is shown in Esther chapter 3. So what's happening in this chapter, we're introduced to this man named Haman. He's second in command to King Xerxes. And so at the time, everybody is bowing down to Haman because King Xerxes commanded them to. Everybody, that is, except Mordecai. 
Mordecai refused to bow down to this man, Haman, because why? Who is he? So in Esther chapter three, verse two, it says the entire royal staff at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman because the king had commanded this to be done. But Mordecai would not bow down or pay homage. This infuriated Haman because Haman was so ego driven and he wanted Mordecai to bow down to him so bad. But Mordecai refused. He would never do it. And so this infuriated Haman so much to the point that he not only wanted to annihilate Mordecai, he wanted to annihilate all the Jewish people. Yeah, you heard me right. All the Jewish people. Exodus 3, 5 through 6 says, When Haman saw that Mordecai was not bowing down or paying him homage, he was filled with rage. And when he learned of Mordecai's ethnic identity, it seemed repugnant to Haman to do away with Mordecai alone. He planned to destroy all of Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout King Xerxes' kingdom. So, despite this terrifying time of Haman wanting to not only annihilate him, but also his Jewish people as well, we still see Mordecai continue to have faith in God. He sends word to his cousin, Esther, who is his adopted daughter. At this time, she is actually married to King Xerxes. So, so he sends word to tell her what's happening because she doesn't know what's, what's happening because she's tucked away peacefully and safely in the king's palace. Not only was Mordecai sending word to Esther to let her know what was happening, to, to also let her know, hey, you need to do something about this. You're as close to the king as any of us. So Esther sends back some excuse to Mordecai that, you know, I can't do this. And that's when we see Mordecai show his undenying faith in God. And it's also my favorite verse of the entire book of Esther. It's Esther chapter 4 verse 14. It says, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. But you and your father's family will be destroyed. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. If that doesn't show you faith, then I don't know what it does. Okay. Mordecai told Esther, look, if you don't do it, somebody else will do it because I know that my God will save us. So after Esther heals this, she gets her life together and she proceeds to help her people. Then if we skip to the end of the story, we learn of all the good things that happened to Mordecai at the end of Esther's story. So Mordecai is awarded all of this stuff. He's very highly esteemed. So Haman, for everyone who hasn't read the book of Esther, spoiler alert, Haman is eventually assassinated by King Xerxes and Mordecai inherits his land. And then also Mordecai is second in command to the king. All of these great things are given and happens to Mordecai as a result of him aligning himself under God's kingdom agenda. The book of Esther could have gone completely different had not Mordecai took stand and submitted himself to God, but he did. And as a result, the first two verses of Psalm 128 are lived throughout Mordecai's life. So let's go back to Psalm 128 verses one through two, where it says, how happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Mordecai walked in his ways. You will surely eat 
Mordecai definitely ate, okay? He inherited all the stuff that Haman had. You will be happy. We know that he was happy. His people was saved. He was able to provide prosperity for all of his people the rest of his life. And it will go well for you. And we know that everything went well for Mordecai. But everything not only went well for Mordecai, everything also went well for his family, his church, and the society he had all around him. So let's go ahead and move into the next area, which is family. So if you govern yourself under God's kingdom agenda, your family will be affected in a great way. The benefits are broken down in Psalm 128 verses 3 through 4. They say, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children, like young olive trees around your table. In this very way, the man who fears the Lord will be blessed. So as I mentioned in the individual section of the study, Esther was Mordecai's adopted daughter. And that's who we're going to focus on in this family sphere area. So we already know that Mordecai aligned himself with God's kingdom agenda. And Esther being raised by him, she had to have firsthand knowledge of him having faith in God because she grew up with him. Me, myself, I grew up in the home of my mother and my grandmother, and they embedded so much in me. For example, my mom embedded in me the importance of following the rules. To this day, it is really hard for me not to follow the rules without like extreme guilt because that was something that my mama was very adamant with me on growing up is that I follow the rules and I tell the truth. And through Esther's story, we're told that Mordecai instilled obedience within her. So Esther starts out with King Xerxes having a wife named Vashti. But Vashti made him upset and he decided that he needed a new wife. So King Xerxes started this American Idol type competition to find a wife. And Esther was chosen within that competition. But before she left, Mordecai told Esther to keep her ethnic background of being a Jewish person secret. And she obeyed him. So in Esther chapter 2 verse 10, it says, Esther did not reveal her ethnicity or her family background because Mordecai had ordered her not to make them known. So Esther following Mordecai's instructions turned out to be extremely valuable to Esther and her Jewish people in the end. So you see how aligning yourself to God's kingdom agenda individually can benefit your family because without God's wisdom, Mordecai wouldn't have known to even tell Esther, hey, keep that a secret. Another example from my personal experience of me growing up with my mother and grandmother and them embedding so much in me. Growing up, I always saw my grandma reading her Bible, praying, and mentioning having faith in God. So from a little girl, God was literally embedded in me. I saw and experienced God through her so much. And we see that throughout the book of Esther as well. So bringing back up my favorite verse that I just talked about, Esther 4 and 14, Mordecai was reminding Esther of how she was raised and what was embedded in her. So Mordecai said, look, Esther, if you don't save your people, God will save your people. That was him reminding her that she should have faith in the God that she was raised up on. Because he was like, look, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. But then he prophesizes over her as well and says, perhaps you have been called for such a time as this, encouraging her that she can do this. This is the faith you need. And this is telling you, you can do it. So after those powerful words, 
from Mordecai. Esther immediately goes into fasting, and through her fast, she receives the strength and guidance that she needs from God for her next step. But without those words of encouragement, Esther would have been stuck and crippled in fear. But because God gave Mordecai the wisdom to relate to Esther that she was able to do this, she was able to get out of fear and save her people, which leads us to the third area that is benefited if you align yourself under God's kingdom agenda, which is the church. So with that being said, let's go ahead and move into the third area, the church. So if you govern yourself under God's kingdom agenda, not only will you and your family be affected in a great way, but also the church. The benefits are broken down in Psalm 128 verses 5 through 6, which reads, May the Lord bless you from Zion, that you will see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life, and you will see your children's children. So to provide a real life example, if I govern myself under God's kingdom agenda, and I'm obedient to what God is telling me, that may lead me to a better paying job. And that better paying job is going to help me provide for my family. And that better paying job is also going to allow me to tie more into my church. You see how it's connected there? But if not, let me break it down a little bit further because there's a quote that I read from my Tony Evans study Bible that really like helped me understand this section as well. So it says, quote, the name Zion was used in the Old Testament to describe either the city of Jerusalem or the holy temple within it. But in the New Testament, the church is the temple of God and Christians are said to come to worship at Mount Zion. Thus, Zion refers to the church, God's people. If you've been born again by placing faith in Jesus, you're not an only child, but part of a family that calls God our father. So Esther takes place before we're introduced to Jesus the Christ. OK, so the church in the story of Esther represents all the Jewish people. So remember back at the start of Esther, the man named Haman, he wanted to annihilate Mordecai and also all the Jewish people. Then Mordecai reaches out to Esther so Esther can assist in saving her people. Then Esther goes on a three-day fast and after this fast happens, she approaches the king and she gains favor from the king. So through gaining favor with the king, she's able to explain to King Xerxes the evil happenings of Haman. And King Xerxes then assassinates Haman. Then after that, King Xerxes gives Esther and Mordecai the authorization to write a new law to allow the Jewish people to defend themselves. Because remember, Haman wanted to kill them. So Haman came up with a law that will allow people to attack all the Jews on this certain day. With Haman not being alive anymore, Esther and Mordecai asked the king to reverse his law, but Kings can't reverse their laws. So the king had to like let them write a new law to handle everything that Haman put in place. And so Esther and Mordecai came up with the great idea to, okay, well, at least allow all the Jews to fight back without them being in trouble if they fight back. And so that's what they put into place. And as a result, on the original day that Haman planned to annihilate all of the Jewish people, Scripture tells us the exact opposite happens. And that's found in Esther 9, 1 through 2, where it says, On the day when the Jews' enemies had hoped to overpower them, just the opposite happened. The Jews overpowered those who hated them. 
In each of King Xerxes' provinces, the Jews assembled in their cities to attack those who intended to harm them. Not a single person could withstand them. Fear of them fell on every nationality. Every single person was afraid of the Jewish people. Okay? Do you see how it's all connected? Do you see individual family and church? You see how it's all connected. Without Esther gaining the favor of the king, then the Jewish people would never have received the authorization to fight against the other people who were trying to fight them, and they would have died. But because Esther fought for them, they were able to receive authorization, and then they were able to defend themselves and protect themselves. And everybody was afraid of them. The complete opposite happened is what scripture tells us. But let's not forget, without Mordecai encouraging Esther, then she would have never fasted and then she would have never gained the courage to even approach King, King Xerxes. But if Mordecai hadn't decided to align himself under God's kingdom agenda, he would have never received the wisdom from God to tell Esther, one, hey, keep your ethnicity a secret. Because if they knew that she was a Jewish person, she would have been... X from the competition immediately. And then two, to tell Esther that she needed to help her people from Haman and that she could do it. It's all connected. It's all connected. Individual was Mordecai. Family was Esther. Esther then helped the church, the Jewish people. It's all connected. But there's still one area that's connected that we haven't discussed. And that's the area of society. So let's go ahead and get into that area. If you govern yourself under God's kingdom agenda, not only will you positively affect yourself, your family, and your church, but society will also be affected in a great way as well. This is broken down in the last line of verse 6 in Psalm 128. It says simply, peace be with Israel. So remember from the church example that I just went over, Zion refers to the church and not Israel. So Israel is a country where people stay, including Jewish people and non-Jewish people. So the author of this psalm writing peace to Israel meant that all people within Israel would have peace and not just the church, not just the Jewish people. So let's go back to the real life example that I provided. So if I govern myself under God's kingdom agenda and I follow his instructions that could lead to a better paying job. Then that better paying job can lead me to take better care of my family. And then also it can lead me to provide more in tithing to my church. And the society part comes in while my church is able to take that tithing money and purchase groceries for the community and feed the people in that community that needs help. Then those people are introduced to God through that given experience that happened at the church. It's all connected, as I keep saying. And we see the peace of society written about in the story of Esther as well. So after King Xerxes has granted the Jewish people authority to protect themselves from the people that's trying to annihilate them, we learn that non-Jewish people decides that they're going to side with the Jewish people and help the Jewish people. So in Esther 8, 17, it says, Many of the ethnic groups of the land professed themselves to be Jews because fear of the Jews had overcome them. So the people professing themselves to be Jews meant that they were accepting coming under the Jewish covenant and following God. 
So essentially they were saved. So God received new people to his kingdom. And that is what God is always trying to accomplish. And this is what all of our purposes are on this earth. Every gift that God has given you, every instruction that you have received, every blessing that you have gotten is all connected not only to you, is all connected to saving an individual who hasn't been saved. But many times we forget this because God is so gracious to us that we're blessed throughout the process in a great and amazing way. It benefits our lives so greatly that we forget that it's not all about us, but it's all about God's kingdom. Isn't that such a great and and amazing God that in the process of trying to save someone else, he can bless you so profoundly and benefit your life so profoundly just to save another individual. God's goal in everything is always to save an individual who hasn't been saved. And that should always be our goal as well. So before I leave out of here and close out this study, I want to quote another quote from my Tony Evans study Bible that was really profound to me. He says, quote, when God's kingdom agenda is a priority in individuals who are committed to families that are committed to churches that are committed to making a difference in their communities, society is transformed for the better. So my question is, are you committed to God's agenda? When you commit to God's agenda, you're going to benefit your life. You're going to benefit your family's life. You're going to benefit your church family's life. And lastly, you're going to benefit society. You're going to bring somebody in into the kingdom of God. And remember, that's what our main mission is. So if you happen to say, no, I'm not aligned to God's kingdom agenda, or you don't know, I want to pray over you right now because you can be free from that. Through prayer, you can be back aligned to God's agenda for your life. So everything that trickles down is benefited positively. So let's get into prayer. Father God, thank you so much for helping me through this message. Thank you for delivering the message. Thank you for everybody who received the message. I pray that they realize the importance of your kingdom agenda. I pray that they thank you for how they are blessed through your kingdom agenda. And I pray that they don't take advantage or take for granted the kingdom agenda that you have and that they are saving or that they are assisting you in saving souls. We pray, God, that every person who is not aligned to God's kingdom agenda, they change their lives around. They realize that it's only for you. Life is only for you. Nothing is for themselves. It's only for you in glorifying the kingdom of God. We pray away any selfishness that people have, and we pray that they can realize it is all for the next person being saved. We know that you want to save as many people as you can before you come back to this earth, and we just pray that we can get those people in and they can see you and realize you and experience you in a way that they've never experienced you before. We know that you can heal them. We know that you can guide them. And we trust in you, Lord. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And while I'm in this posture, I also want to acknowledge the people who've never accepted Jesus as their Savior. Right now, I'm moving in obedience through Obedience Podcast. Many years ago, not many years ago, I shouldn't say that. Four years ago, God gave me the direction to start Obedience Podcast. And I've been obedient ever since. And through my obedience, my family has been 
benefited immensely. My mom talked about in the Mother's Day special how I helped her jump start getting back into her Bible like she needed to get in her Bible. I've encouraged so many people to get back into the Bible and get back into church. And you could be that society person who is connected to me to be saved. And that would be such an honor, not to me, but to God. God, I tell you a lot of times, if I just save one person, thank you. You know, if I just lead one person to you, I've done my job. Because I know that that's what my job is here on earth, is to lead people to you. So God has led you here today. If you happen to be listening to this podcast episode and you've never accepted him as your savior, God has led you here so you can do that. My obedience is tied to you. So I do not want to leave this episode without allowing you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. And to accept him, all you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, you're now saved and you're now part of the kingdom of God. And the church family, my family, me, we're all so excited for you. And we're so happy And God, most of all, is cheering you on with a big old smile on his face, okay? I am so happy for you. Congratulations. If you happen to repeat that prayer after me, there are a couple of essential things that I want you to do. First, I want you to connect with a Bible teaching church. Church family is so essential in your kingdom walk. My Tony Evans study Bible broke down that the church is like an embassy and we all come together to hear the word of God in the embassy. So definitely connect with a Bible teaching church. And then the next thing I think is that you should do, which is not required, but I do think it would be very helpful is to purchase the Reborn workbook that we have. That workbook is going to give you tips, tricks, and guidance on what this Reborn life looks like. So I definitely encourage you to click the link in the show notes below to purchase that. And then the last thing that's essential is you keep watching Obedience Podcast. You're already doing it right now. So just keep watching it. If you want to go back and catch up on old episodes, I highly encourage you to do so. Continue to be in the word of God, basically. That's the most important thing. Continue to be in the word of God, okay? And if you need any help, we're always here for you. Just reach out to us and let us know. All right. So with that being said, that is all that I have for you guys today. But before leaving, y'all know I have two questions that I ask every single episode. What was your key takeaway? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can answer in the Q&A section. I am always looking forward to hearing from you guys. So definitely do not hesitate to let me know in the comments what your key takeaways were and if you learned anything new. Then I have to give a very special shout out to everybody who's watching a YouTube premiere right now. I see you. We see each other. Thank you so much for spending time with me, you guys. I love the YouTube premiere chat. I love talking to you all. As we're watching, I love seeing your reactions. So if you want to be a part of the premiere family, I premiere the video portion of the podcast Every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. Link in the show notes below. Click the bell notification so you're notified when we go live with the premiere. So you can be a part of the family. And then I have to give a very, very special shout out to all of my Patreon members. Thank you all so much for supporting the ministry over and beyond. I do thank you guys so much 
for the extra support. If you don't know, I do have a Patreon where I have four different tiers. You can click the link in the show notes to determine which tier works best for you. And all of those proceeds go to help building the ministry up. And then last but not least, I want to give a shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast on any of the podcasts and platforms. If you are listening to this episode right now, I want you to go to the podcast Instagram, Obedience Podcast, and put a boat in the comments of the last post that you see so I can give you a shout out. So I know that you are my listener. I love everybody who supports the podcast. So I like to put a, a, a name with a listen or a face with a listen. So don't hesitate to reach out. I want us to be like a big old happy family, okay? (laughs) And then I want y'all to share this episode with five of your friends. This episode is very important for people to understand why they need to be on the God's kingdom agenda, okay? So share this video, let them know. And then don't forget, Jonah's Bible study has started and the first recap is gonna be this Thursday, June 1st. So do your studying. Come back on Thursdays where I will be live discussing the first chapter of Jonah. I am so excited to see what God does through this study. But with that being said, I am going to go ahead and let you guys know your homework for next week. So the homework is going to be Psalms 120, 122, and 133. Okay? So y'all got a lot of homework to do. So definitely go and check those three Psalms out. And I want to mention too, for everyone who doesn't know, I do provide a little podcast note guide that you can download for free with every podcast episode where I include the Psalm that we talked about. So you can take notes on that paper. You can write down scriptures, what God is telling you. So that's in the show notes as well. So don't hesitate to get that free resource. Okay. I be trying to help everybody. I be trying to like, you know, provide free stuff to y'all because understanding God's word is so important to your Christian walk because it helps you grow closer to God and it also helps you understand God more. So look, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what God told me to do in my life, get people to his word. So that's what I'm doing, okay? But with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next week. Ciao!